Hey everybody, welcome to the Crossways Podcast. We talk about how we can walk in the way of the cross. I'm Jonathan Germany, your host. Uh, across the screen for me is my good friend, Joshua Fowler. We're excited that you are here. They're with us starting for a little bit late. We had some technical difficulties, but we're still glad you're here. Drop us a comment in the chat to let us know you're here. We'll be talking about something we all like to talk about and that we all love to do, fasting. Who doesn't like, yeah, yeah, and about, you know, we all love not eating food, but I'm just kidding. But I guess the, I mean, Josh, how are you doing? I mean. (laughs) Um, Man, I'll tell you what, uh, we were just talking about kind of how this this week has gone. Uh, You're not alone, I'm not alone. Everyone I have spoken with this week has said, Man, what a weird week it is. Like, I'm, I haven't checked the calendar to see if there's a full moon out there or something, but there is something going on um, in the cosmos that just has everything kind of up in arms uh, yes. today. But, or this whole week, it's been wacky. It, it has. And I tell you that there's been one thing or another. We've been busy doing one thing or, or, or another. And then we tried to start this podcast and then. You know, for some reason, uh, in case you don't know, uh, I know you're on Facebook, so unless you're just weird, uh, the new Facebook's terrible. And uh, Facebook, if you're, you know, censoring my videos and you're watching my videos to, you know, fact check us or whatever, uh, fact check this. <laughs> Your platform's awful right now. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's almost unusable. And uh, so we, we, we really have to, uh, I'm glad we got it up and working. So we can talk about fasting because that's something that, that I need to learn a lot about and I need to maybe even practice more because I like to eat. I mean, just last night, Catherine was, uh, uh, I went, I got up and I got some ice cream and, uh, she went, Jonathan, are you hungry? And I was like, what's that have to do with anything? (laughs) She goes, are you hungry? And I'm like, no, but ice cream. And I got a, you know, a, a bowl full of ice cream and, you know, caramel syrup and whipped topping and all sorts of stuff. And then a few hours later, I get up and I'm like, oh, look, I'll snack on some more food. Jonathan, are you hungry? What? No. <laughs> you know, we seem, at least the culturally, we, we love to eat. And so it's hard for us to wrap our minds around this idea of fasting. Yeah, I would, uh, and I'll ask if there's, uh, you know, some folks listening out there. Uh, in in the live moment, um, and they can probably chime in too on on replay if they want. We'll see these comments later. But uh, I want to know when and how you have fasted yeah. um, in the past. You know, what are your experiences with fasting? Tried it worked. Tried it didn't work. Um, tried it never going to try it again. Or you know, <laughs> there because there's this. And I'll tell you, I was telling you um, a little bit beforehand. We tried to talk about it last night and. Um, so it's just meant to be a surprise for you. Like it's a surprise yes. with everyone else. Um, I have a, a, you know, a love affair with food. I love food. I love eating. Um, my wife loves to eat healthy and by healthy, I don't mean like fruits and vegetables and stuff. I mean like low calorie, no sugar, you know, substitutes and replacements to make it as low points as possible for Weight Watchers. And for me, it's like that just takes all the joy out of eating. Oh, preach, Josh. Because I love to sit and savor, 
you know, the flavor, the butter, the sugar, the gravy. Um, it is eating is an experience for me. It's, it's not, um, you know, a point of sustenance. It's a point of enjoyment. It's a point of entertainment. And that's both a blessing and a curse, right? Because yeah, it's okay to enjoy your food, but really the purpose of eating is for sustenance. Um, I've tried fasting. In fact, um, when I got into preaching here, I actually, it started off as a matter of convenience. Like I would fast every Sunday morning, get here early. I don't eat breakfast and I don't eat Sunday until lunchtime. And it started just kind of out of habit because it was early and it was too early to eat. And by the time it was time to eat, I was like, you know what? I need to make this more intentional. Um, so what started as kind of default, I, I was able to kind of turn into something that had some intent and purpose behind it. And so instead yeah. of eating breakfast, I'm devoting that extra time and energy to really pre- preparing my mind and my heart. Uh, the worst experience I've ever had in my life, and I'll flip this over to you and you can kind of answer this question, is for for Lent one year, a friend of mine challenged me to fast for Lent. I was like, that's impossible. He said, try it. So I said, okay, I'm giving up food for Lent. That Lent is 46 days. Um, you don't fast on Sundays, and I ate on Wednesdays after sundown. So Wednesday night after Bible class, I would come home and eat a small meal, and then I would eat on Sundays. Um, and outside of those two times, I fasted. I only had water to drink. Um, I learned so much about myself, but it was the worst decision I ever made in my life. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It, it was terrible. Like that actually sounds unhealthy. Um, almost. Oh, I was, um, I was sick. I was angry. I was cranky. My, my head hurt, my body hurt. Um, and by the end of it, you know, I lost about 30 pounds in the process. Um, but when I went back to eating, um, I gained it all back and then some because, oh, yeah. I, because I didn't re-enter um, properly. And I probably didn't prepare my body properly either because it was on a challenge and a whim and it was my ego, not my spirit that kind of drove it. But uh, you can ask my wife about it sometimes. She'll tell you that I'm sure all my whole family remembers the, those 40 days. <laughs> well, it almost, you know, I think you, and you hit on a note that fasting can't be about ego. Nothing can be about ego. And I'm not picking on you, Josh. And, you know, I'm, I'm using your words. Oh, absolutely. You know, but, but you know, it's, it, it, it can't be about us. You know, it, it, yeah, it, it has to be about bettering ourselves for the cause of Christ, bettering ourselves to look more like Jesus, bettering ourselves spiritually and maybe even mentally and physically at times. You know, but if we do it to say, look at me, I mean, there's nothing that gets me more motivated than a little bit of competition. You know, someone says, hey, you know, let's see who can lose the most weight pound for pound. So not the actual poundage, but just the biggest percentage of your of your body weight right. within a certain amount of days. I'll do anything to win that, you know, minus some things that are very questionable. Right. You know, but oh, man, I, I, I'll, I'll get up early and I'll run every single day. You know, I, I'll cut out this and this and this because, by golly, I'm going to beat you. You know, yeah, you're, you're right. not going to beat me at this. Now, I'm not going to drink anything to make me use the restroom or I'm not going to, you know, form any really, you know, severe bad habits. But but I'm going to do whatever it takes 
within the, the parameters of, of reasonableness to make sure I do my hardest. Well, where's my motivation? It's not for me. Now it's to, it's more about the, I have to destroy the other person, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> but when it comes to fasting for spiritual reasons, uh, it needs to be learning about relying on God. And, and, and that's, that's, that's really important, I think. But, you know, I wish I had stories to tell about fasting. I, I, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I really fasted. Uh, I've done it, I think, maybe once where I said, hey, let's, let's try this out. And uh, just for like one meal. And uh, it was different. It was a different experience. Uh, I can't say I'll fast for breakfast because I don't ever eat breakfast. If I eat breakfast, it's really unusual, even though I love breakfast food. I just don't get up enough. And, you know, uh, even when I get up early to go work out or swim, I still didn't eat breakfast, mm -hmm. which you can talk to me about the dangers of working out on an empty stomach all you want. But <laughs> To each his own, right? Correct. No, I... I, uh, I really relate to what Bruce saying here in the chat. It's uh, uh, I thought when we would get into this pandemic situation that it would be easier. We'd be making more food at home, less eating out, less stopping on the run. Um, but I agree concurrently. I am way too close to the refrigerator when I'm working from home. Um, so easy just to kind of drop in and say, hey, oh, let's just grab a little bit. You don't realize how much, how much of a role food plays um, in our lives and uh, you know this is probably a, a pretty good time to kind of come into you know this idea of fasting what is fasting and uh, you know we're gonna I say we for me when I look at fasting and you look at the fasting in scripture it is about food and we've seen um, there's kind of a, a trend uh, I would say lately but probably over the last 10 years to to go through technology fasts um, entertainment fasts and these kind of things, which really do have some great um, value when it comes to who we are spiritually, what it is that guides and governs us spiritually. But I think there is something to the discipline of fasting um, that does really directly relate to food. You know, Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone. Um, this awareness that it's food that gives us sustenance. It's food that gives us energy. It's food that makes our bodies function. Um, but when we remove that point of sustenance and replace it with meditating on the word of God and prayer and, and intentional devotion in that, it gives us this very real sense that it is the word of God that truly sustains. Um, yeah. And so we can talk about abstaining from um technology and entertainment and those kind of things, even if we use the term fasting, I think it's important to really differentiate when scripture talks about this discipline of fasting. It really is about what is it that sustains you? What is it that drives you? What is it that motivates you? What is it that brings you healing and energy and purpose? Um, and it's a, it, it is a challenge because food is so much a part of our culture, um, not just in the U.S., in the church, right? You have a church gathering. What's the first question? What are we having for lunch <laughs> or dinner? What are we cooking? What do I bring? Who's bringing snacks? Who's bringing drinks? Who's bringing the main yep. dish? There's this assumption that we're going to eat largely because we're family and family gathers around a table and we eat at a table. And so oh, there's yeah. some really good and positive things that come from that. But we have to be aware of what are some of the other kind of drawbacks to that culture uh, that we need to 
to kind of be be cognizant of. So, I wonder what would happen if we decided let's do an event where we're all going to come together, ready, and we're going to fast collectively. Yeah. I wonder if people and but because you know I'll, I'll be honest when you say hey we're gonna have this event and we're gonna have this awesome fill in the blank kind of food from fill in the blank favorite restaurant or from Miss So and So's favorite dish everybody loves. People show up, they invite their friends. Oh, you've got to try Miss So and So's lasagna, right? Oh no, we're gonna come together. We're gonna have an activity. We're gonna pray and uh, we're gonna pray through two two meals and we're not gonna have any food. You know, we're going to pray through two meal periods, and uh, we're not serving any food, no snacks, and don't bring your own. You know, uh, and that'd be hard for me to show up to, and I'd be organizing it, you know, because we are so focused on food. And it is about, hey, like you said, what sustains us? God is what's sustaining us, and he's what gives us the strength. You know, we can see people and examples of people who fasted before kind of big events before big decisions and it was a way for them to clear their mind and i know a lot of times we talk about food giving us energy so we can think clearly and there's there's some merit to that as well but when you fast it also like you said reveals a lot about yourself yeah you know when you fast things maybe that you need to work on start coming out you know man man i get angry when i don't eat well maybe i should work on my anger you know because Whenever I'm tired, my filters go away. And then now it's deciding, hey, what kind of, you know, my filters might be there and that might be really good spiritually. But it also reveals where are my filters at that maybe I need to fix some of these heart issues that I've just been putting on a facade and and not addressing. Because it's still up here and it's still in here. It just hasn't reached my lips yet. Yeah, Scott McKnight in his book called Fasting um, calls those, and I love the the term, sacred moments. Um, sacred moments around fasting. It's, it talks about death, sin, um, fear, threats, needs, and illness. And so when these moments come, right? So we're going to get here in just a minute. Are we commanded to fast? You know, yeah. we, but uh, every moment has an appropriate response. Um, fasting is probably not an appropriate response. Now, maybe, maybe it is for you. I can't say this collectively, but it's probably not an appropriate response for everyone to fast as an expression of uh, joy and triumph and celebration, right? Because the response doesn't fit, um, yeah. you know, the, the emotion. But they're in these moments where we need that, that intensity of, of, of focus, of preparation of prayer of meditation that when we are experiencing death we're brought we're brought to life through fasting when when we are experiencing this sin in our lives that we can't get rid of fasting brings us to this place of forgiveness because we're just laid bare Uh, fear brings us to safety threats bring us to hope needs bring us to answers sickness brings us you know into health not necessarily physically you know it's not this cure-all but it's a spiritual state that fasting moves us into and moves us towards. So, um, yeah. Commandment. Um, are we commanded to fast? <laughs> I'm going to let you answer that. Cause I don't want to be the bad guy. <laughs> I know. Um, 
uh, I'll, I'll say this, um, and, and, and this is a question that, that I've asked my teenagers. I, I've, I've taught a class on spiritual disciplines with our teenagers and in an adult auditorium class for those of you at Holly Hill who are watching. And uh, we have lots of examples of fasting. There's never a time that, that I've found that says, you shall fast. But I have found examples, like in Matthew and on the Sermon on the Mount, uh, specifically Matthew 6 and 16, when Jesus used the words, when you fast. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe he's addressing a culture, but there seems to be a, a direct correlation to an expectation of when you do this, not, okay, if you fast, don't, you know, do it this way. And then there's some other, you know, times when there seems to be very much an assumption that this is something you should be doing already. And, and, and when I read that, I, I want to ask myself, is, is that what I'm – should I be fasting? When should I be fasting? But again, to go back to what you and I have talked about so far, again, it can't be about us. And in fact, I'm of the mindset, and Josh, you can, you can say maybe there's a time when this would not be the case, and maybe it goes against my idea of having a fasting event. But I don't know if anyone should really know when I fast. You know, because, you know, Jesus is, on the Sermon on the Mount was saying, don't make it pretty, don't make it obvious. He goes, if you're doing, if you're trying to make, oh, look how great I am, I'm fasting, uh, you're missing the point. Mm -hmm. And you're not benefiting from that fast. You know, so maybe, especially in the culture of look at me and the, the humble brag and the, oh man, I saw someone in need today and I, I, I bought them lunch and, and uh. Uh, you know, and you they almost are like, oh yeah, all glory to God. Why are you posting about that? Now, I, I'm, I think I may have done that before. So those of you before you comment and say, hey, I saw you posted that one time. <laughs> you know, we sometimes if we're not careful, we fall into that trap of talking about stuff to make ourselves look better. And with fasting, maybe we should just not tell anybody. And uh, but I think there is an expectation of fasting. But I haven't found a direct thou shalt, but I found lots of examples of when you do this, which to me kind of is speaks pretty heavily. Yeah, so I, I kind of liken it to, um, you know, raising kids. I have given my kids at many different times and in different places and different spaces kind of options. Um. I'm not commanding them to do something, but I have given them a recommendation of kind of how things could be done best and most efficiently and most effectively. Um, they can take that route or they can take their own route as long as they get um, to where I need them to go and to do what I need them to do. And as long as it's done well and in the right way, um, I prefer they use my method, but as long as they get there, then we're, we're kind of good. I, I kind of see that as, as a way a lot of these disciplines work. Um, are they commanded? No, they're not commanded. Um, but what is the most effective way to get the most out of that time of prayer and meditation and soaking up God's word? Um, the most effective way is to get your body in a state where it recognizes I am missing something. And there is nothing like that pain in the depth of your stomach going, man, my stomach's rumbling. I've got these actual pains in my body. 
because I need something, I'm missing something. And instead of going and stuffing my face with food, I'm going to go stuff my heart with the word of God and I'm going to sit and I'm going to meditate on it. And every time I feel that hunger pain, I'm going to be reminded that as hungry as I am right now for food, my thirst for God is deeper. It goes further. It, it strikes me at my core. As and, the uh, deer pants for water. water. Right. So um, my soul longs after you. You know, what a great reminder. And uh, not to interrupt, but, I, you know, I think that verse is right along with what you're saying. No, you know, absolutely. we should, you know, we should, as hungry as we get, I mean, think about this. Man, I'm starving. I'm going to die. I need food now. <laughs> I mean, I just hear little kids' voices when, when, and my kid, you know, one day, and then me as a kid when I was little, I remember being like that. Man, you know, I remember being like that when I'm traveling and I'm with my wife. Man, I'm starving. You know, let's eat. You know, when was the last time I, not whined, but I was that passionate, maybe that dramatic, about I need God now. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, I'll take it or leave it, or uh, I'll I'll go to him when I need him, or uh, I'll go to him at at nighttime when I say my nightly prayers. And when's right. the last time I was like, man, I need him and I need him now, right? It's my money and I want it now, as those commercials say, right? <laughs> That's right. Ben, you know, I'm your, I'm God's child, and 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 I need my God, I, I need my dad now, right? I need my heavenly yeah. Father right now. Well, you said, you know, you mentioned like, you know, fasting events. There, there is a time and a place for communal fasting. Yeah, um, I think so. You know, there is a difference in the in the communal discipline of fasting and the personal discipline of fasting. And sometimes it's the communal discipline that allows us to begin to create the habits that allow us to do it individually. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference there being we're coming together as a community and as a community, we are entering into this fast. And so it's not about my own glory in that moment. It's about who we are as a body gathering together uh, because we have a big decision coming up or because we've had a big loss or because there is something on the horizon that we need to really be focused on God's spirit for. Um, and that's a, And that's a different kind of fasting than what I do in my own life. Um, and, and that's when we kind of have the temptation to be like the Pharisee that's given uh, as an example by Jesus, right? Where he says, hey, look, hey, when you fast, you know, don't put on sackcloth and don't wear ashes. Anoint your head with oil. Get dressed. Get cleaned up. Um, don't wear this somber look on your face. Just live life because what you're doing here is between you and God, and it's really not for the people to see. Yeah. And that doesn't mean if somebody says, hey, you want something to eat? It doesn't mean you can't say, and I'm on a fast. It just means we're not broadcasting it and, and wearing it as a badge of honor. Yeah. I think today it's the equivalent. So, so then, like you mentioned, they would almost put stuff on their face and on mm-hmm. their bodies to almost overemphasize, I'm fasting. Yeah, you they know, would disfigure they, they themselves. That they would disfigure themselves. They they wouldn't they wouldn't like make sure they were cleaned up. So they would almost over you know, be hype you know live almost in a hyperbole type state a hyperbolic is that maybe right no I hyperbolic don't know. yeah yeah you know but so today i think that's the equivalent of going on facebook and saying man i'm on day two of eight on my fast and i'm already hungry <laughs> okay um what well was i shaved i shaved this morning so you wouldn't know i was fasting yeah 
you'd be like, what was the point of that post? Was it really, you know, hey, pray for me to continue, or is it, look at me, I'm fasting for eight right. days. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, that's, that's today's equivalent of what the Pharisees were doing. You know, oh man, I'm on, I just started my fast today. I got, you know, I got six days left, and I'm already hungry. I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> Poor, pitiful me. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. And we laugh about it, but, you know, maybe it's the, you know, maybe, you know, we talked about the, there is a difference between fasting with food and fasting with technology. Maybe when you fast, just don't get on Facebook. <laughs> don't even remove the temptation to tell people about it, right? And, you know, it's not the fact like when someone says, hey, you want to go out to lunch that you can't say, that you have to make up some excuse. You know, you can say, hey, no, I, I, I'm today I'm fasting. But, you know, when I'm done with my fast, um, that's a great idea. You know, you don't have to hide it, right. but don't broadcast it. Well, and, how about this? If I'm going to go on a technology fast or a social media fast, <laughs> I'm going to announce, hey, Facebook, just so you know, I'm deleting Facebook for so long. So if you don't see me, like my presence is so powerful on social media that people are going to recognize that I'm missing you know, we just there's this this culture that we are living in where I have convinced myself that the world <laughs> revolves around me, and if I am missing from any little aspect of it, it just can't function. That there's a funny video, and uh, and it it it's from a, a place that doesn't always produce, I guess, wholesome videos. But this one, it, it's one of my favorite videos I've I've seen, and uh, and I, it's it's years old, but it's about how people leave Facebook. And they, and, but they said if people left parties like they left Facebook, here's what it would look like. And this guy's walking around saying, oh, you people, I'm leaving and going to the better party down the street. You know, I'm so much better than you and superior to all you small little people. And starts talking about, you know, people who are watching you and, you know, I'm going to go better security over here. And he's making a huge big deal on this performance. I mean, it's like three minutes long of him explaining why he's leaving this party. And he leaves. No one even bats an eye, right? They, they just completely ignore him. And then there's a few seconds that pass by and he pops back in the party with the baby. And he goes, hey, look, guys, I'm back. <laughs> you know, and it, it's so true. It, it's all about ourselves. And fasting from food, and not to get too far off subject, can help us realize maybe I am too self-centered. Because now I have to kind of do what Matthew 4 and Colossians 1 talk about by being sustained by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Not from my mouth, not from the, my friend's mouth, not from the culture, but I can be sustained. And really, life's about making sure I serve God, Yeah, not about— people been you know glorifying me right and, and the disciplines as a whole move us into this space but fasting is one that very very particularly moves me out of this space that says you are not at the center of your universe yeah. um, the world does not revolve around you because everything about me says you know if my body has an urge fill it if you're hungry eat if you're thirsty drink if you want to go play go play if you want to go run go run if you feel fat go lose weight if you're feeling out of shape, go to the gym. Um, if you're tired, sleep. If you're not tired, wake up and go do something. You know, so everything is revolved around this, and fasting brings us into this place. 
it, it's all about purpose. It's all about intent. And there is this great benefit that removes me from the center of my universe. And the thing is, when I'm not at the center of my own universe, my universe functions better. When God is at the center of, of everything that I do, I'm not even worried about what I need anymore because God's already taken care of those things. And when I realize that as much as I love to eat and as much of a role as that plays in my life, when I realize what it means to be sustained by the word of God and by a presence in his or by an existence in his presence, um, so much more fulfillment, so much more peace, so much more joy. And now then all of a sudden I look out and I see the world through new eyes because I'm not looking at them through my own lens anymore. I'm seeing people the way God sees people. I'm seeing the world the way God sees the world. I'm seeing experiences the way God sees those experiences, and they're not, not tainted by my own selfishness and self-indulgence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think we're, we've kind of naturally are, are coming to the, the point where we, we kind of have to ask ourselves – so now we've, we've understood what fasting is, kind of the purpose and the reasoning and some of the benefits, but how? How, how do I fast? Now, now you've motivated me, Josh, that I need to fast and I need to make sure I get it, I, I start doing this, right? And we have people who are watching who are saying, man, uh, I, I, need a, I need a fast. So I'm going to go and I'm going to fast for seven days. I'm just going to go for it. Go big or go home, as I like to say a lot. Am I gonna am, am I gonna succeed? Well, um, off the uh, I might need to start slow, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, if I try to go, oh man, that that forty day fast, Josh, that you did, I'm gonna try to do that right now. But I've never fasted before. Uh, you're probably not gonna make it, right? Yeah. And so, what are some good tips, Josh, that you think would be helpful for people who are new to fasting? I'm, I'm trying to answer this question here real quick, and I don't know how to do it. The question oh. is, is social media considered worldly? Um, that's a good man, question. It, it, that's a can of worms that I'm not sure I'm willing to open in this moment. Uh, not for the people listening, for myself, uh, because it's such a it's such a challenging space for me to exist. Um, I just looked over and saw that and was like, man, that's a, that's a really pointed question that, that I think we probably need to spend some time really thinking about. I think that's a great and, uh, uh, episode for the future. So James, uh, be looking for that. I think we might, we might even, you know, take a do a side point from disciplines and talk about that because yeah, that's absolutely. a that's a good yeah. that's a good question. You know, so some tips to fasting, right? Our mind immediately wants to go big. We see yeah. Jesus, we see Elijah, we see Esther. You know, we see the apostles, we see we see all of these things transpire, and we think of these big moments of days and days and days of fasting. And so when you think about skipping lunch, it's like, I skip lunch all the time. Um, you know, I get into a meeting, and, and all of a sudden things get going, and I look up and go, man, how did I miss lunch? It's like, well, you missed lunch because it was something more important in the moment or that had your attention more more readily. And so we think, well, if I just fast for a meal, eh. That's not really a big deal. So I'm not even going to consider that fasting. But the truth is, it's not about the fast. It's about the purpose. It's about the intent. And it's about the replacement. Mm -hmm. You know, so fasting for one meal can be very, very effective. Um, 
And so, and you know, my recommendation is that's where we start is instead of, uh, instead of eating, I'm going to have a, a small glass of, of orange juice. Uh, because if, if you're not in the habit of, of doing that, you can still come and you can still get a little bit of sustenance. You can get a little bit of sugar, a little bit of nutrient that's there, but no way are you going to feel um, satisfied or full. And so you can still get that. Yeah. Um, uh, I have something that was another idea, you know, because I know other people, you know, who do this intermittent fasting where they only eat during like four hours of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, for them, fasting is going to look completely different for our pur- for for spiritual purposes, because I think it's also about behavior change, right? You know, right. because for them, then fasting, if they're only eating one meal a day, they can't, you know, so then maybe. Uh, another good thing is a, a, you're mentioning a partial fast, and I don't think we really did the difference between a full fast and a partial fast, where you know partial fasts do allow for fruit juice and sometimes even water, right? Full fast, where you don't do food or water, um, obviously for health reasons, uh, don't do that for more than like <laughs> what two or three days, I think is the most you can even survive on. So, mm-hmm. so let's be careful, right? Let's not get out of hand where we're hurting ourselves but a good partial fast i have that um when i taught this lunch to lunch where you're still doing fruit juices Mm -hmm. right and that way you're you're still you're not dehydrating yourself because stay hydrated that that you don't want to pass out and especially in today's world where you're we're driving everywhere we don't want to hurt be in risk of endangering other people's lives but a, a a lunch to lunch fast might be a, a good idea too to start small. It's just twenty four hours, you know. You you can drink some fruit juice. You know, for me, I have some meal replacement shakes. That would not count. Don't do that because that's a meal, that's right? right. That's, that's oh, oh four hundred calories. <laughs> you know, all right. You know, yeah, at least four hundred calories is some of my meal shakes, right? But we have, you know, juices. But then during those meal times. Like you said, replacement. What am I replacing it with? Not a work meeting, not not Netflix, not you know social media, you know prayer time, meditation time, you know ref- personal reflection time. Hey, you know maybe just be still and know that God is there, right? That 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 might be a good one. Just you know, kind of sitting in the moment, like like you say a lot, just being present in the moment and saying God. What do you want from me? How can I serve you right now? And making sure that takes our primary focus. Yeah, this. Um, if uh, if you if you fast and and don't spend the time in prayer, or meditation, or scripture, or any kind of spiritual thing, then I mean, I guess it's still fasting, but it's just skipping a meal. Um, because, like you said, it is about behavior change. It is about understanding where our sustenance comes from um and i i'm gonna say right off the bat i guess not right off the bat because we're 35 minutes in or so um the leave the extreme stuff for the extreme situations i've i've never i don't think I'm, i'm not even sure in scripture how many of the actual fasts include a fasting from water as well um yeah i'm not sure because at least when the sun, unless when the sun was down, you know, sun was down, things were a little different. Right. Yeah. Um, but just um, 
I mean, understand your body. If you're diabetic, you know, it's going to look different for you. You know, yeah. if you have these kinds of things, you know, God doesn't expect us to put ourselves in danger. Correct. Right. So the goal of fasting is to bring us to this place where we understand who God is and what he brings to me and how much of a role he plays in my life. Mm-hmm. So start with a meal, expand it to two, put juice in place of your meals, and then spend that time in scripture that you would spend preparing and eating. I don't know how long it takes you to pour a glass of juice, but it takes me just a few seconds. It takes me a lot longer than that to prepare and eat a meal so I can take that time and devote it to prayer. Um, and then we get into a place after we've kind of moved from one to two meals, then we can start replacing it with, with water instead of juice. And that brings us to another level of, of awareness because it brings yeah. us into those things. So it's, it starts slow. And, and even if you feel like it's small, it's, it's just a small step. And the important thing is not how big and how long and how great and how extreme it is. The important thing is, am I spending more time in the word of God growing closer to him, drawing nearer to him and, and moving more and more intentionally into his will, yeah. into his way for my life. So definitely. Well, Hey, I, I think uh, I'll end with a challenge to our audience. And, and I, and I always am nervous when I do this, because when I give a challenge, um, at least personally, um, I be, I believe I have to do that challenge too. Uh, I don't ask my teenagers to do anything that, that I wouldn't do myself. And uh, when I teach class, so uh, I won't ask you to do anything that I wouldn't uh, do myself. So I would say during the next seven days, uh, find maybe just one 24-hour or maybe one meal fast. You know, p- pick some sort of small, you know, walk before you run type fast. One day uh, in the next couple in the next week, and say, hey, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna spend time in prayer or meditation or or Bible reading, scripture reading, whatever. And and just try it out, and and start small, and and, and see, and and maybe you'll learn something. Uh, maybe you know you'll something will be revealed to you that you weren't quite sure about. And uh, so let's let's try that. And uh, I guess Josh, do you have any closing thoughts before we tell our audience goodbye? Pick a place, start there, but start. Pick a place. Um, yeah, but just start. That's the biggest thing for me is like when I, when they say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Um, and sometimes these things can feel like such a big task. Um, but uh, don't be afraid of failing because uh, you're going to fail. Uh, yeah. You're going to cave. Um, you're you're going to find those places where you fall. But that's okay. Just start over. Um, but start somewhere. Yeah. Definitely. You'll see the benefit of it. So. Definitely. And and uh, and again, uh, another suggestion, and then uh, we'll we'll kind of end. Um, as we said, don't make it a big deal about it. Don't you know broadcast it. But uh, if you have a close friend or you you have a, a spouse, maybe also try doing it together mm-hmm. and uh, having some accountability. Not in a hey look how great I am, but hey let's do this together and then let's come back after and let's talk about what we learned together. And then both of you don't broadcast it still. <laughs> keep it intimate, right? Keep it special, and, uh, and we'll learn together. Well, hey, guys, this has been the Crossways Podcast. We'll be here on Thursdays at uh, 12 Eastern, 11 o'clock Central. So bring your lunch, unless you're fasting, and uh, come with us as uh, we discuss how we can walk in the way of the cross. 
Again, I'm your host, Jonathan. Across from me is my co-host, um, Joshua Fowler. We love you guys, and we will see you guys next time.